Cape Talk. Inspiration Wednesday. Now, my guest today is someone who turned an unspeakable tragedy into a journey of personal growth and one that might, in fact, help prevent other families going through the trauma that she did. Her name is Mabuyi Mlangu, and a little over two years ago, she lost a child. Her young daughter was hit by a car while crossing the road and died at the scene. Many mothers would have retreated into grief, but Mabuya chose to face her pain head on and look for answers. She enrolled for a master's degree relating to road safety, and she's hoping her research might help other families avoid the trauma that hers has suffered. I'm delighted to welcome Mabuya Matlangu on the line from KZN. Lovely to have you with us and welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I have to start by saying, Mabuyi, I'm a parent myself. I can't begin to imagine the grief and trauma your family has, has faced. We are so sorry for the loss. Can you briefly tell us what happened to your daughter? Um, well, it started out as um, a fun you know, day for all of us because um, it was the 1st of September and most schools observe spring day. So I had my daughter dressed up um, and we set off uh, to go to school and also work. And strangely enough, we chose to use one car. We don't usually do that. So all of us got into my husband's car and just decided that they were going to drop me off first. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, They dropped me off and the car turned back to go and drop my daughter off. And as that happened, because I was on the other side of the road, I saw the car stopping and my daughter shouted she forgot the five rand that she had to pay, you know, towards the the spring spring day day for colored clothes. And immediately, immediately she ran across the road and uh, trying to get to the other side, to my side. But unfortunately, then she was hit by the car while all of us watched. And um, as you said, she died on the spot. Mabuyi, I mean, the trauma of, of witnessing it, the questions of, of what could have been different, what if we'd gone in two separate cars as we usually did, what what might have been, would would haunt many families. You chose, though, to take those questions and address them and filter them into your studies. I believe you'd already enrolled for a master's program. You're a civil engineer. You were already interested and working in the field of transport studies. But this experience and this loss made you decide to change the focus of, of your studies. What did you decide to do? Um, actually, as you said, I work for the Transport Authority in Etiquini. So when I enrolled for my master's, I work in the BRT projects, which are new in the country. So I wanted to find out more about BRT, and my mind was set that I'm going to do my thesis on the BRT. In actual fact, I actually put together a proposal, but then life changed Mm -hmm. when my daughter uh, was then killed by a car. And at first, I was a bit reluctant to whether or not uh, I need to do this because of how painful it is. But at the same time, in my head, I had all this, the, the questions. Was there something that I uh, could have done? You know, I'm a professional engineer, um, and we build the roads, we design the roads. Is there something that we're missing in all of this? So then I took up the courage to to investigate uh, road safety and especially uh, road safety concerning child pedestrians. Mm -hmm. And I also chose to look at the accidents in the vicinity of the school. Because the world, yes, I understand is wide, but um, in my head, I feel and I think that it's something that is 
um, easy to understand that all of us should protect our children mm. or protect the area around our schools where children are most exposed to all these um, issues. Yeah. So for me, I zoomed in into investigating road safety around primary schools because my daughter was also 11 and she was young. So I chose to, to study primary schools within Netequini. And when I set out to do that, I had no idea what I was going to find. Because but it was actually a healing process for me. Yeah, what you found was shocking. I mean, Mabuya, the stats tell us, in fact, that the road, road traffic incidents are the second leading cause of death for children worldwide. Yes, yes. And children from low-income areas are five times more likely to be involved in, in traffic accidents. So for us as Africa, as South Africa, we have the, the higher rate. And also black African and colored populations are also uh, most at risk, the children that come from there. Now, this is despite the fact that we are trying, nominally anyway, to teach our children the basics of road safety. It's something that is covered in schools. It's something that I know I think every parent does. You, you, you hold your child's hand. You teach them about looking left and right and left again and being very careful before they cross the road. Even if we do all those things, they still remain at high risk because part of the problem is their brains just aren't fully developed yet. They don't have the cognitive skills necessarily to take what they've been told and taught and translate that into action in their own lives. Yes, I, investi- I investigated uh, child behavior and the causes really um, of the road traffic incidents um, concerning children. And yes, the study does confirm that at a young age, children are not developed enough to actually understand and process all the information that is thrown at them when they're about to cross the road. Their peripheral vision, their hearing, they are also just by, by stature short, so they are not as visible as an adult when trying to cross the road. The, that whole scenario is also worsened if there are cars that are parked along the road. So the first time that you see a child, you see them already Mm. on the road, you know, because you you could not see them whilst concealed by a vehicle trying to cross. So, yeah, um, and also, but that's just the road um, um, environmental factors. And child behavior as well came up top in my study Mm. that um, boys, are more at risk because they want to play more compared to girls. And um, in, in some instances as well, when I spoke to the principals at the school, I found out that boys sometimes even play games and, you know, dart and dash across the road and see who's actually going to miss the cars. <sighs> Imagine that. Yeah. So um, child behavior actually contributes to about 70%. Because, first of all, they are young, uh, they don't have the cognitive skills, the attentional skills, the perceptual skills to navigate the road. Mm. So, and also when I investigated um, the, the effect then of education yeah. and whether or not it can be used as an intervention, intervention in, in this regard, I found out that um, school-related or classroom-related teachings only exposes and gives the, uh, the children knowledge about, you know, the road signs and how to cross. But that knowledge does not necessarily transfer 
to behavior. Mm. So the most effective way to teach your child is, first of all, take them to the road. Show them. Children are very familiar with the concept of show and tell. So when, when you are going to your corner cafe to go and buy bread, don't jump into a car. Take your child and expose them to that environment. It also eases their attention, you know, when they are faced with that situation at a later stage. So they need to be familiar with the environment as well. Take mm-hmm. them with you, show them, tell them, play games with them. And the study also revealed that the more media, you know, be it visual, be it via games, be it practical training, even uh, video games and TV will also help. But just try and use all the media that is available to you and the tools that are available to you to expose children. Maboye, yeah. um, let me just recap for those who might have joined us late to the conversation that I'm chatting to Maboye Mshlangu, who has uh, recently graduated with her master's degree, having uh, gone through the uh, unspeakable trauma of losing a child who was run over by a car, plowed that experience into her master's research and looked at the issue of road safety, particularly around primary schools in the Etiquini area. I know that you took a look at what other countries do and how they manage the spaces around schools mm-hmm. in particular, Maboye, and it was quite interesting to read, for example, I believe it's Australia has a school zone concept, that it's not only yeah. about keeping the immediate entrance to the school gate uh, safe, but and actually they, they sort of throw a, a much broader ring around the school and the surrounding neighborhood. Yes. Um, in actual fact, in my study, what I found is that um, the schools, the highest schools with the highest, uh, the schools with the highest incidents are actually located within a three kilometer of each other, a kilometer of each other. So where you find a cluster of schools in, yep. uh, within a kilometer, that's where the highest incidents are. You can imagine in the morning and also in the afternoon, the kids just flood the streets. Yep. Um, so the motorists then, there is a big encounter, you know, between um, the vehicle and a child. And also there are higher order roads that are close to the schools that are identified in Etequine as having the highest incidence. So it's not only just those schools that are, you know, tucked in the residential corner right there, but those schools are within the high order roads. These are high speed roads with 100 k's as a speed limit, yeah. you know, and um, there they, they are no measures at all, obviously, to make sure that traffic is calmed for children to cross because according to our engineering classification, higher order roads um, cannot be used. So we cannot use any traffic calming measure in those because they are predominantly used for high speed and for mobility. Mm. Um, yes. So in, in that instance, I, I looked at, first of all, what's happening within Etequini uh, and the policy they, that we use to calm the, the roads within our schools and I found out that our policy as a Tequini is to provide traffic calming on the road where there's a school gate, no other road. Mm. So even if there's a high speed 120k road right next door, there is no treatment whatsoever to prevent uh, road traffic injuries. So when I looked abroad and um, wanted to see what other countries are actually doing, I found out that Australia has adopted the school zone concept. So they look at, they identify a school and draw a ring around it of two, three kilometers. It varies from country to country. 
Okay, mm-hmm. and within that ring, they throw everything at it. So they look at traffic calming. They enforce speed limits. They remove um, the parking along the roads. All those things that will actually ultimately um, become causes to these traffic uh, injuries to children. It's a fascinating subject. Now, uh, just in the 30 seconds we've got left, Mabuya, I know that you took those findings from your degree and, and uh, presented them to your employers um, uh, in Etiquini. Um Are you confident that they are, are going to consider some of the proposals that you've put forward and, and rethink the way they approach the challenge in their city? I am very confident um, that we are going to actually implement my recommendations. I work for the department, so even if they are slow in actually taking up this concept, I'm going to make sure that I see it through. It, it is my recommendations, and this subject is a subject that is very close to my heart. It's a personal matter for me. I, I did not do a study just for fun. You know, I didn't yeah. just pick a, a topic from the hat and hope for the best for my master's. But for me, it, it, it's a personal thing, so I have to see it through. And also I've got support from the head of the department and we're going to try and make sure, obviously, step by step, we can't do everything all at once uh, because there are budget constraint, uh, constraints and uh, capacity issues within um, the department. But yes, I am now an ambassador of this. I mean, I didn't choose it. It just happened to me. So that's that's that. Maboy Mashlangu, thank you so much for sharing those fascinating insights with us. I'm so sorry for the circumstances that made you an expert in this field, but what absolutely uh, incredibly important research has come out of it. And thank you for sharing a little bit of insight with us today.